Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Scripted for safety, letting go of negativity and dismissal. Part two, the new corporate culture. There's one critical element in creating this new corporate culture, and that element is psychological safety a concept I introduced in this book's introduction. In her Harvard Business Review article titled, High-Performing Teams Need Psychological Safety, and Here's How to Create It, Laura Delanoza defines psychological safety this way. Psychological safety is the belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. Studies show that psychological safety allows for moderate risk-taking, speaking your mind, creativity, and sticking your neck out without the fear of having to cut off. I know someone out there, one of you reading this book right now and thinking of me as the improv comedy guy, thinks that I'm making this stuff up and using HBR as a cover, but I'm not. Psychological safety is a real thing. Google the term and learn some more, and then dig deeper to imagine how your organization and career could be improved with more psychological safety for yourself, your team, and everyone around you. In a similar article by Bree Colin Work titled Five Keys to Successful Google Teams, the authors began by explaining that who's on the team matters less than how the team members interact, structure the work, and view their contributions. In other words, the way the team collaborates is more important than who's on the team. In improv, the team is a sum of all of its parts, not just the individual contributions. The Googlers go on to state there are five key dynamics that set successful teams apart from other teams at Google. And the number one dynamic is, wait for it, wait for it, psychological safety. Psychological safety is defined as the ability to say yes to a question. Can we take risks on this team without feeling insecure or embarrassed? The remaining four dynamics are dependability, structure and clarity, meaning of work, and impact of work. So the question becomes, how do you increase psychological safety on your team? Bordelosinoza suggests that we approach conflict as a collaborator, not an adversary, when conflicts come up. Avoid triggering a fight or flight reaction by asking how we could achieve a mutually desirable outcome and be curious to hear the other person's point of view. Yes, and that's exactly what we've been exploring here at Off Script. Becoming an improv leader is all about letting go of control going off script in conversations and negotiations and being present instead of rushing to the future and by collaborating in authentic, empathetic ways. I'm no brain expert. 
But what I do know is that when you're harassed by a boss or a coworker with an overdeveloped ego or a dismissive closed mind, your brain goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode. We act first and think later. We lash out or turn away or sit frozen and expressionless. That has never happened to you, right? Of course it has. You're only human. When this happens at work, it debilitates our strategic thinking and kills all of our self-esteem. And the truth is, no matter how dedicated and talented you are, when this happens at work, you can go from a productive member of the team to a disgruntled employee. It all falls apart. Let's continue to explore the Delazona article and the Google article because there's much there when it comes to improv leadership. Let's start with the definition of psychological safety as the belief that you won't be punished when you make a mistake. In improv, we say there are no mistakes, only gifts and happy accidents. No one is perfect and everyone makes mistakes, even the most confident and competent among us. We need to expect and embrace mistakes. So first, leaders and teammates need to respect each other, trust one another, and support each other when taking risks. Remember, there are risks in everything we do, so there must be grace at every turn. Don't punish, but instead praise the person for taking the risk. There's another saying in improv, bad ideas are bridges to good ideas. No ideas lead to nothing. If everyone supports and even endorses or justifies everyone else's actions, or at least their right to take those actions, then we're fully and truly in this together, and there are no mistakes, just bridges. Now, let's talk about what's really on your mind. Perhaps you're thinking, okay, Peter, logically, I see the value of abolishing criticism, condescension, summary of dismissals, and other horrible boss behaviors from our conference room and boardrooms, and putting ourselves out there with bad ideas or untested hypotheses. But it's human to fear being embarrassed or feeling insecure in front of our colleagues. Yes, and if you are put in a position of leadership, you can be the person on your team or your entire company to shift the culture in the right direction by being the first leader to put their neck out there with your own fledging ideas and to be the first to assure your employees and others that all ideas are welcome and respected. The solution belongs to you. Check yourself to see what's getting in your way. Is it your ego? Once you put your ego aside, you would never really find that you'll stop judging others' ideas so harshly. Instead, you may consider them brilliant and eagerly follow them. Perspective and attitude in the face of new ideas are determined by your perspective and attitude before the idea is ever presented. You see that great improvisers accept the ideas of other teammates without judging them to be good or bad, always thinking, this is now our idea. Pause for a moment to acknowledge that you've never seen an improviser in whose line is it anyway, or Saturday Night Live stop abruptly, shake their head and say, that was a bad idea. That will never work. They roll with the ideas, embracing them as the direction they would now take or wave that they would now ride. When we do this unilaterally throughout our team, not playing favorites, but exercising an open mind to everyone, and we give people the freedom to speak their mind, magic will happen almost immediately. As we say in improv, there are gems in every idea. Embrace and build. Treat every idea as though it has the potential to change the world. And at some point, one will. Psychological safety in high stakes meetings. Creating a safe place for a team to share their ideas under the umbrella of psychological safety may be relatively easy to achieve, at least within a distinct team. 
where you share lots of talents and perhaps the same functional expertise, engineering, operations, marketing, IT, HR. Well, what about when you're out of your element and expertise, like when you're asked a question during a financial meeting and you don't have a financial foundation necessary to articulate a question? Fear crops back up and we worry about sticking our necks out and looking foolish to avoid being perceived as stupid. We are now more inclined to nod our heads up and down and agree than ask the question that helps us learn and might help others to learn as well. There are many kinds of high stakes conversations and meetings that take place in the organization, but I would argue there might be nothing more important happening among the people in your business than a conversation surrounding the company's financials. And these conversations are not the sole realm of the accounting and finance team. No matter what you do or your level of leadership, your ability to participate meaningfully in financial conversations is vital to your company and your career. And if you're the chief executive, teaching your finance leaders to be improv leaders is up to you. But on the outset, most accounting and finance people will come short as it relates to collaborative, accessible conversations. When you ask the financial question, will you receive an answer full of accounting and finance jargon, leaving you even more confused? You'll get a lot of, well, that's before taxes or fully amortized, or but that's not a capital expenditure. And you might be quite sure they didn't answer your question at all. So what's the solution? Knowledge is the solution. Accounting and finance knowledge can be exact. If you don't have some intermediate financial literacy because you're not an accountant, after all, it's time to learn some fundamentals of business and finance. Because being a leader, no matter what your background or industry you serve, requires being a leader who demonstrates financial leadership. Perhaps you're a university president. You better understand how enrollment numbers this fall are lining up with financial aid packages, philanthropic donations, and operational expenses, and what it all means to you for your campus. Perhaps you're the CEO of an e-retailer and your background is in technologically interfaces that make your online store more popular and profitable than others who sell similar products. You need to know how to recognize in real time the sales and profit trends and can be ahead of the problems or opportunities waiting to be tapped. In the conclusion of this book, I'll go deeper into the concept of financial leadership to leave you some perspective that I think can impact your bottom line. For now, though, answer to the fear and trepidation you feel when you're asking questions during financial conversations is taking the time to gain some more solid understanding of the fundamentals of accounting and finance so you can be a better steward to your organization. The more you know, the more quickly your questions and contributions can generate the big ideas and insights that drive your company and your teams in the right direction. Ask yourself, what value would these types of business conversations where you remind employees up, down, and across the organization that you're looking for them for ideas about cost savings initiatives or revenue generating changes have for your organizations? Do you regularly solicit ideas that could change the balance sheet at your organization? Shouldn't everyone be accounting literate and develop a business owner or at least a business leader mindset? Imagine how much money you might be wasting for the sales you are currently foregoing. Low-hanging fruit, creating safety, cashing in on ideas. Everyone in your organization should increase their accounting literacy, including you, because the entire point of being in business, even if you run a nonprofit organization, is to stay in business. And nobody stays in business with an empty bank account. 
But money-making and money-saving ideas come from people. And people need to work within a culture where they feel supported, empowered, and welcome to bring forth their financial ideas. As a leader, you can create that culture. Just imagine how much money your organization could make or save if every person in the organization did their job and thought about the business too. Novel idea, right? So be thinking about the related issues of psychological safety and the financial slash accounting literacy within your organization. How effective are your senior managers, managers, sales team, and back office team around finance? Do they perform with psychological safety in your accounting and finance meetings? Do they speak to mind and ask questions without feeling insecure or embarrassed? What can you do to improve their competence and comfort in both regards? So what are we waiting for? Well, I'll let Laura Delasnoza and her HBR article have the last word on this important topic. If you create a sense of psychological safety on your team starting now, you can expect to see higher engagement levels, increased motivation to tackle difficult problems, more learning and development opportunities, and better performance. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.